been a good Saturday morning. Evidently, uh, my lead announcer there, Mr. Lynn Rollins, did not get the memo. We are not at St. Hubert's Cathedral. We are broadcasting this morning from an undisclosed location near the Great Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. Glad to have you join us. And when I say us, uh, my daughter Cherie is with me this morning. Good morning, Cherie. Good morning. Glad to be here. You sound a little froggy there. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the Tennessee weather. (laughs) Well, or other things. You know, I was thinking the other day, you know, when you and I are on and you're on a few times during the year, I think we may be the only father-daughter outdoor show team in the country, maybe in in the, the world, in the universe. I don't know. What do you think? You know, now that you say that, we could be. If we're not the only, we are certainly the longest running. Okay, and I would say we're 32 the years. Well, you, yeah, I agree with that, of course. <laughs> well, we, how's your New Year starting so far? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, well, so far so good. Um, airports yesterday weren't terribly crowded, which was nice to see. So, you know, here in Tennessee, we showed up um, with a little bit of cold and rainy weather, but the sunshine started to come out last night. We had a beautiful drive on over to um, daughter number three's house, Sister Mandy. <laughs> Um, so, so far, so good. Black eyed peas and cabbage yesterday. Yep. First time for um, our California Exactly. <laughs> um, Nick Baker and fabulous job. So, um, good family, friends, and dinner last night. I'd say the year's getting off to a good start. Well, you ended it out pretty good. Your shooting skill has gotten really improved over the last few years. You've been knocking those pheasants down. Well, this is what I'll say is, is you know, um, Somebody who's left eye dominant, been shooting right-handed for years, made a commitment this year to go ahead and change over. And so it is making a difference, but it's been a tough transition. That muscle memory is difficult to overcome. I wonder how many people have that problem and don't realize it, you know, and just think that they're just bad shots. But really, it's it's it's, a, it's you're not going to do very well if you're shooting with the wrong dominant eye. Right, right. You do all sorts of crazy things to compensate when you do that, um, in which case, like I said, it's become much easier to aim and get a good shot, but the transition hasn't been easy. And so, of course, you know, Blake, my husband, pretty good shot there, has been my coach during this transition <laughs> um, and couldn't have done it without him. But it's made a big difference to me. Then you made the dogs a lot happier, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to keep the dogs happy. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us on our very first show of 2021. Glad to have you aboard with us. And uh, we got a full show for you, of course. We'll get to the Coastal Marine forecast for you. Uh, also, uh, Bayou Wild... 100 episodes. Uh, the, the recap of our first 100 episodes is being airing. I hope you got to look at it. If you didn't, it'll be airing a little bit later on on WBRZ in Baton Rouge. You may have just watched it. It was on uh, WUPL in New Orleans. If not, it'll be on tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, <clears throat> excuse me, on Cox Sports Television. And I'd like for you, when you send your text in this morning to 504-260-1870, pick out your favorite episode of the first 100 Bayou Wild episodes. What was your very favorite? Sure, I'm going to ask you that too, but I'll give you a little time to think about it because you've been on a couple of them, so you're very familiar with the show. Also, we got our first bad boy of 2021. We'll kind of recap who won the coveted baddest of the bad for 2020. We, You, the audience, selected that last week, and it was a landslide. We'll relive that for you. Plus, we got those live fishing and hunting deer and duck reports coming up. Uh, and you listeners, when you text, if you've got any ideas, i got a great idea from one of our audience members uh, this week, and I'm going to share that with you and pass it along. We get some really good suggestions and ideas, so we'd love to hear from you. Again, that number is 504-260-1870. If nothing else, just uh, we want to wish you a happy new year. Tell us who you are, where you are, and where you're listening. I see Brandy J. 
James must be going hunting this morning. She's texting. Well, actually, she's uh, communicating with us on Facebook. You can do that, too, and check out my Facebook page. All right, here's your Coastal Marine forecast. If you're planning on heading out this New Year's weekend, get a fishing trip in or maybe a hunting trip. If you're going to be offshore, uh, it's going to be bumpy out there, three to six-foot seas. Northwest winds 10 to 15 as that front came through. Uh, tomorrow that will calm down a little bit. It will probably be more of a westerly direction, still about 10 to 15. And uh, then on the inside waters, that west wind this morning, 10 to 15, is going to be a light chop. Uh, and then tomorrow going to be much better, but wrong wind direction for most areas. It's still going to be a west wind. 5 to 10 lightens up in intensity, and it'll be some smooth conditions. you got a foot-and-a-half tide range. Now, what that tells me, you combine a northwest wind with a foot-and-a-half tide range along the Gulf Coast, you are going to have some mud flats, and those low tides are going to be later this afternoon. So be careful. You do not want to get stranded on the mud, or you'll be sitting there waiting for the tide to come back. River stage, Mississippi River 4.8, not bad. Uh, I haven't seen that in quite a few years, so that's some good news for those along the river parishes. All right, we'll be right back to kick it off. We're going to head to Shell Beach, find Robbie Campo, and get a fishing report. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And you're listening to a special edition live from an undisclosed Tennessee location near the Great Smoky Mountains. My daughter, Cherie Dubuque, is here with us. You're listening to the father-daughter team of outdoor coverage. And we have Robbie Campo on the line, Cherie. Let's uh, take a little trip down to Shell Beach and get a report from Robbie for those people who are headed out fishing this morning. Robbie, this has kind of been one of those Zephyr weeks. You know, we had some cold snap during the Christmas holidays, and, boy, it warmed up. I mean, some areas hit 80. I don't know how much the water temperature changed. What did the fishermen do down there this week? Well, first of all, good morning, Don. Uh, happy New Year to you and Cherie. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> but getting into this uh, fishing report, last week was kind of like a roller coaster. Um, early Monday, nothing. No trout Monday. Tuesday, the water temperatures got up into that 55-degree mark, and uh, Tuesday was a really good trout day. Wednesday, we had a real big blow. You know, the wind started blowing really hard. Um, it, the guys that got out real early, early that morning, I'm talking at left here at five and was on the spot back of Stump Lagoon up in, uh, Muscle Bay area back there. They caught fish, they caught fish until about seven thirty, eight o'clock. That wind started to ramp up, shut the bite down. Um, uh, and, and that was, that was basically the end of the fishing reports for the <laughs> rest of the week. You know, <laughs> yeah. cause, and then, you know, uh, well, yesterday we, we, we decided to take off yesterday for the, uh, first of the, first of the year. Um, you know, with a big rain come through, uh, uh, Thursday night. So it wasn't a whole bunch going on. Um, so hopefully today, Don, we get, I get down here this morning. The, you know, the water temperature is right at 62 degrees this morning here. So <clears throat> I'm thinking, you know, now we do have a northeast wind. The water's up a little bit. So I really believe if if you go behind that Stump Lagoon area and you're going to fish Max Pass, Leroy's Pass, um, uh, Uncle Joe's, which a lot of people don't know, is the pass that goes between Muscle Bay and Pete's Lagoon. Um, uh, uh, fish that area back there. There's a good oyster shell bottoms all in, in all of those areas right there. I think those fish are going to be more up. Let the sun come up a little bit. Uh, you know, let let it warm up a little bit. But I think those fish are going to be on those edges this morning rather than being in those deep holes with the water being at 62 degrees. I really believe you can catch some trout this morning. Now, whether you're going to fish live baits or plastics, 
that's up to you. Um, <clears throat> it, but I could tell you that uh, last week, Don, I know some people that went up to the wall at Shellmet. It's been a hot spot. It's been it's been really crowded. Uh, our buddies up there at Baiting, you know, they've been having a parking lot full every day. Uh, you know, this time of the year, it, that place really turns on pretty good. Um, uh, you know, and, and people fished it last week. And didn't do a whole lot. <clears throat> a lot of people were bouncing baits off to the bottom, off trying to bounce bait off the bottom. But the the most effective way to catch a fish up there, and I have some people that that do this method, is go up there with a slide cock with a live shrimp, and it works, man. Um, they were fishing them. Now this was last week. Now when it was cold, they were fishing them. And, and what you got to do is, you know, people lose sight of this. You got to get in that. You got to get down that thermal layer where. Where that, where that water's a little bit warmer, and, you know, they was fishing them at 20 feet deep. So keep this in mind if we do get another cold snap here, which we will in the next couple of days, more than likely, and that water temperature goes back below that 55-degree mark, you're going to have to start fishing a slide caulk. It's a real effective tool, uh, especially this time of the year. It's really good in August. I like to, uh, I like to use a slide caulk in August because, you know, you're bigger fish on the bottom. It's just the same. It's just the opposite. You know, you, um, your warmer water is on the bottom at this time of the year. So, it's it's you know it's using that slide caulk is just a really effective tool. Um, uh, if you want, if I, now, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this today. The wind's blowing at 13 knots here out of the out of the uh, out of the northeast. Um, that's what the buoy says. It's I don't feel like it's blowing that hard here at the marina, but that's what the buoy said it was blowing at. Uh, quarter after four this morning, um, but at, uh, down at the Long Rocks, Don, you, you know, you take some dead bait out there, and you go out there, and you catch all the reds and heads you want out there, and cutting the rocks. It's um, it's been a it's been a meat run out there for for the better part of a month. So it's you know, and it's still going on. If if that's what you want to do, if you want to go have something, pull a line, go out there and go. You know, if you could get out there to him, but I, I would I would think anywhere along those Long Rocks. Uh, in the protected parts that you're going to be able to catch sheephead along those rocks. They're just feeding up and down those rocks. So um, that's always a, uh, that's always an option. And the water came up a little bit, so it's probably going to, if you want to go fishing bass, you probably could be able to get up back up in Gallego and Lena's Lagoon and fish along those grass beds. Um, the bass fishing was really good last week when the water was really low, Don. Uh, the water had pulled out. Uh, it was really low, and, and the guys fishing in front of those little ditches and trinasas, and the bass were just eating up. Those little marsh bass were eating up last week. Um, you know, but since the water's come back up, uh, I would I would think that they back up in the grasses again. So you're going to have to go chasing down along the grass beds back at Lena's and Gallego and going back up towards St. Marlow. So um, you're coming down this morning, hook the left and come and see us. We're here for you. And uh, we'll get you going. Well, you certainly gave people a lot of options this morning. I was kind of glad to hear you say that wind direction is northeast because the forecast was for northwest, you know, about 15 knots. And you couple that with a foot and a half of tide. Your low tide, I think, is around 2 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, could have been some mud flats exposed. But as long as that wind's got some east in it, they should be fine out there. And, and generally, I think... As a rule, when the wind gets northeast, the next move it's going to be is going to be east. It's not going to flip back to the northwest, although it could. But hopefully, people will keep an eye on that, and we don't want to get anybody stranded out there because it is winter time, even though it's been oh, a little not, unusually you're warm. You're not going to get stranded today. You're not going to get stranded. <laughs> the water's touching the bottom of the docks this morning, so you're not going to uh, get you stranded. Go. You know, this morning. So, 
Glad uh, to hear it. Well, with that said, Don, uh, yep, like I said, hook the left, come on down and see us, and we'll be ready. To, we'll be here waiting for you and kick off the new year. So uh, come and see us. Sounds great, Robbie. We'll catch up with you next week, my friend. Thank you. Thank All you. right, buddy. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. All right, there he goes, Robbie Campo. He's down at Shell Beach, you know, the only day of the year. I think he took well. He went off to, uh, hunting deer in Kentucky. But outside of that, I mean, he's been there just about every day of the year. Glad to see he got a New Year's Day off. All right, coming back after this, we head from the east of Louisiana's coast to the west. Captain Kirk Stansel, Hackberry Rod and Gun, they're catching fish, they're killing ducks, they're eating breakfast and having fun. We're back with them right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Information about the spots in Dots Lake House Lodge, availability, going fishing during these times. You know, I had somebody during the week, and it always happens. People want to know. And along with Cherie Dubuque, welcome aboard. First show of 2021, and Cherie, we're having a little trouble getting a hold of Captain Kirk, and that's understandable. Saturday morning's his busiest time of the week, and he's got people trying to get him in duck blinds and, you know, all the problems that customers have. Oh, I forgot my rain suit or my boots aren't right or something, you know, so he's got to take care of that. But we'll be making contact with him and getting a report from him. In the meantime, we're getting a lot of text messages coming in to 504-260-1870. What are we hearing from the listeners this morning? Yeah, so a variety of things from Justin in the Refuge. He says, Happy 2021, everybody. The drums and fireworks on New Year's Eve were so loud. The squirrels, birds, raccoons, and possums <laughs> ran for cover. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Oh, we got Happy New Year, Don. Backstrap uh, Stacker checking in this week from Salida, Colorado, but he said he's going to be back to Alabama just in time for the rut to kick in. You know, that's unusual at Alabama. Uh, it's one of the few southern states that has a late rut. Their best hunting is at the end of January. Now, the rut in my area and most of south Louisiana has been going on Christmas, New Year. It's getting ready to probably another week of it. And in other areas of the state, it's in various stages. But Alabama, and it goes back to when they imported deer from up north to restock Alabama's deer herd, the deer that they put in there were late-rutting deer because the further north you go, the later deer rut. And I'm, I'm sorry, the earlier they rut. And so, you know, these deer came from places where they were rutting very, very late, and they've kept that. And it may take centuries before that finally works itself out and they get back in line with Mississippi, Louisiana, Florida, and, and Georgia ruts. All right, what else we got? All right. Um Happy New Year, Mr. Don. Love the show and hope to hear it for many years to come from the River Rat this morning. Um, the amount of boats going down to Shell Beats with no lights on their trailer. So asking people, remember, be safe this morning in 2021, right? Well, Start the New Year's off well. And, and check your lights. You know, a lot of times you don't go back there and look, and a lot of times people don't even realize they're out. But you know, give it a check because that's very important, particularly when we start to get these foggy mornings, which will be coming up. Yeah, do your quick 360 check before you head out. Um, now we were talking about making sure that we're not disappointing the dog. So we got a Dean. How can uh, Don? How can Dean hit a duck when he's been missing timber doodles? He's disappointing <laughs> Latte. So Latte's part of our GSP family, right. sister to Smokey. <clears throat> um, he used to hit pull dew from a big pond, <laughs> and that's from Mike. Um, so big yeah, Mike. best best of luck uh, to Dean out there. From, Hopefully, uh, by your liberty. We got to translate that uh, missing. Timber doodles, that's woodcock, for those of you not sure. And they're pretty hard to hit, And uh, but he's been disappointing Latte because he used to be able to hit the pull but he's missing ducks now. So <laughs> a little shot at Dean. Dean can handle it. <laughs> 
Um, here we got a message from the Convent Hunting Club. Good morning, Don. Checking in extra early today. We have the dogs loaded up in the box in our caravan passing through New Orleans at the moment. Today's hunting destination is Venice, and he Ooh, says you yeah. heard that right, Venice. It'll be first time that they're running rabbit dogs down in Venice. Well, let me tell you about running rabbit dogs down in Venice. Uh, you really, really, I mean, to me, rabbit hunting is the dogs, just like bird hunting is the dogs. But in Venice, you don't even need dogs. You just walk around, and rabbits are just everywhere. I've had some really terrific hunts, and I hope you guys have a have some great hunts down there in Venice, and be careful. Yeah, and they also told us um, that favorite episode of oh, Bayou yeah. Wild will be that with DJ Rhett. Oh, well, he's a favorite. Yeah, if, and think about it, and, and if you can, text me. If you have a, a favorite, we, we're celebrating a 100 Bayou Wild episode. We did a Chris Lecoq and Martha Spence and I. We really had a tough time picking out what features over the first 100 were the ones that we wanted to include, and Chris did a great job of getting a lot of them in there, but... Tell me which episode really stands out in your mind or what feature over the first three years, and text that to us at 504-260-1870. And then we'll be looking for some Sokolay tips as we talk to all the guys down there. Okay, at the, uh... well, Sokolay tips. I can, you know, we could spend the whole two hours talking about that, but I'm going to give that person some the best advice I can. Number one, follow the lead of two people. One guy, Blaine Salter. If you go back to a Bayou Wild episode, I don't know which number it was, but it was pretty recent. Uh, it was filmed during 2020, and we used a live scope. We learned how to, like a shoot, dock shoot, to shoot the bait underneath the docks where the Sokolay hang out. And he's got a lot of information there, and we had some professional Sokolay fishermen that can really help you by watching that episode. The other thing is, and I'm not going to talk about this guy's name because he wants no publicity. He's got the secret spot but what he does is this time of year, he's collecting old Christmas trees. He's getting five-gallon buckets, and he's putting cement in them, and he's loading them up on his flatboat, and he's creating underwater forests. And I have fished with him on those spots uh, when you would never think you'd catch a sockelet, middle of the summer, July, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock noon, 90 degrees, Nobody's catching fish, and we're filling the boat up with sockele and on simple spinnerbaits. And uh, if you can create your own habitat, uh, it'll pay off for you. So that's my best advice I can give you on sockele fishing, but there's so much to talk about with it. All right, we've got to take a break here. we come back, we'll get to some more of your text messages. Also, we're going to check on our Facebook page. Got a lot of people hitting us up there. And we got more fishing reports, that stuff you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. And we do it right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. I understand like a slippery fish, we had Captain Kirk, Cherie, but we lost him. He, he, he got out of Doug's hand, his grip, so we'll try to get him back on here. Uh, but getting back to those Sokolay, uh, I'm glad you're here. I could have used you last week because we had so many texts coming in to vote for the baddest of the bad boys. But uh, you, uh, doing your crack research, you found the episodes of Bayou Wild with the Sokolay demonstration. Yeah, actually, so there are two that our um, requester is should take a look at with regard to crappie. Episode 8 the crappie uh, psychic and yeah, episode, how could I forget that guy yeah. I know I know an episode 86 called a family tradition so if he'll just go to YouTube and type those things in pull them right up and he can get all the tips that he needs yeah Blaine Salter the son of uh, JB who used to do our fishing reports uh, 30 years ago uh, who has passed on uh, what a wealth of sockelet and uh, or if you call them crappie or white perch whatever knowledge that those guys have all right, hopefully we're going to get Captain Kirk on, but first thing we need to do is try to take a 10-second pause for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
I understand we have found Captain Kirk. Uh, he is out there where no man has gone before, you know, like the Star Trek <laughs> Captain Kirk. <laughs> Kirk, I can imagine oh. you've got a busy uh, situation on your hands out there at Hackberry Rod and Gun this morning. Well, we did, we, oh, yeah, we got, we got a full load this morning going out and phone service. Something happened with the towers yesterday. We're having heck with our phones. But uh, anyway, I got you. We got each other. <laughs> well, tell me what's been going on with this little bit of a warm-up and then some crazy winds we had this week. Yeah, uh, we had – the shooting was good yesterday and the day before. We, their cutting was real good. Uh, now, prior to that, we had some rough going. Man, this second split has uh, been a lot slower than the first split was, a whole lot slower. And uh, But, uh, it, you know, we had this weather come through and – and it moved the birds around. I mean, there's birds here. They're sitting, not moving. When, when the wind doesn't blow, you don't kill. When the wind blows, you kill. What kind of ducks are you so, having down there right now? What was the most common species? Right now, great up to the common species. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, we had a lot of pintail shot. Uh, and, you know, I mean, seeing a lot of pintail yesterday. And I guess this little front moved them in because we hadn't been seeing that many. And uh, normally we get a lot of green wings this time of year, but uh, we're getting a few, but there's not a lot. Uh, and, a, you know, a, a widget now and then, and still some divers around, quite a few redheads, uh, still some, some canvas backs, and, and, uh, and, and, of course, bluebill or dogries you got. Well, somebody wanted to know if you had any uh, blondes and brunettes to go with those redheads. Or strictly redheads. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kirk, let's talk about the fishing. What's biting down there and on what? And um, just been going, getting ready. Uh, you might have to repeat that. That that excellent phone service down there around Lake Charles has kind of uh, broke up a little bit. So the boat. Yeah, and in, in, in bayous, the fish are deeper, or the mouths of lakes, you know, where the bayou dumps into the lake or whatever. That's that's where the fish have been. And uh, these redfish are all run, mostly running, you know, 16 to 20 inches. They're on the small side. And with a few, you know, if you can get down on the jetties, there's some, you know, nicer redfish down there. But uh, this time of year, you know, it's tough to get a, a nice enough day to uh, fish the jetties. Is flounder just a lanyard fish right now, or is there a way to target them, and how active have they been? Uh, and then uh, the trout is, is, you know, they're tough, tough to find right now. They've changed they're in their winter pattern, which uh, over here is toughest time to catch them. Gotcha. Well, Kirk, if you would, uh, give us the information on how people can find you. You're on my website. They can uh, link to you direct there. But if they want to give you a call and find out availability, you know, people still have a lot of time off. We're still kind of in the holiday right. mode, and people want to come yeah, down. You still have three weeks. Yeah, still have a little over three weeks of duck hunting to do. So uh, uh, our website's Hackberry Rod and Gun, spell out and .com. Uh, our number's toll-free. It's 888-762-3391. Well, I know you and uh, the brothers and sisters and are all uh, very anxious to get a great new 2021 and put all that stuff from 2020 behind you. You guys put, put, had a heck of a year. 2020 behind us. You got that right. <laughs> We're looking forward to 2021, or at least 2020 being gone. <laughs> you got it. Kirk, thanks again for the report. As always, y'all have a great day. We'll see you next time. All right, Doc. Good talking to you. Thank you. All right. There he goes, back into the ionosphere. Captain Kirk, Starship.
I don't know if his boat's name Enterprise. I don't think it is. All right, we come back after this. More fishing reports, more of your text messages. Tell me, what is your favorite of the first 100 Bayou Wild episodes? 504-260-1870. Back right after this. All right, father and daughter team kicking off the 2021 outdoor shows with this one. We're close to the Smoky Mountains. We're going to be taking a little trip over there. Hopefully, we're going to get to see some of that stuff over there. Yeah, that's the plan for today. Well, we got some text messages coming in at 504-260-1870. A couple things we're asking you. What was your favorite Bayou Wild episode for the first 100 over the last three years? And, boy, we have got some great stuff coming up in Season 6. Sheree, what was yours? Have you decided what was your favorite one? So, of course, I always enjoy because I get to share our experiences from South Dakota, the shows Mm -hmm. about upland bird hunting. But I was reminded last night as I was thinking through of the episode with Miss Louisiana where she was frogging. (laughs) Um, So Megan Cruz at Crawfish Haven. And I have to tell you, um, she was a real sport during that activity. Um, I actually saw some pretty fancy moves on your part, grabbing some of those frogs. Um, so again, I think my heart is near and dear to those upland bird hunting episodes, but I got to give it to you and Miss Louisiana and Martha um, on that particular episode. There was some pretty um, daring things going on across the board. Miss Louisiana touching frogs and you on hands and knees making uh, grabbing catches. Pretty good show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Frogging's tough to beat. Uh, it's, it's a tough pick. Tell us what your favorite episode or feature was. You can do that by texting us at 504-260-1870. What other text messages we got coming? So, yeah, so speaking of favorite episodes, good morning, Don. I wish you and everyone a happy new year. Glad to hear that you have your daughter on the show today. We're taking our baby girl to the beach by Fort Morgan. Uh, surf fishing for reds. And as for shows, so many great shows to pick from, but I would pick the salute to Captain Tofield really liked him and most of us love captain tofield yeah and uh we got to give chris lecock credit on that he put together a phenomenal salute uh, and a goodbye to captain tofield bourgeois uh, we did it here on the radio program we had a special uh, show where his family members came up and talked about it but i think of all of the features and shows that we've done uh, we get a big YouTube audience, and that's a way you can watch those episodes. You can kind of binge out on it by you wild if you want. But that particular feature got more views than anything we've ever did. It was I can't remember the number, and it still keeps going, but I think it was over 125,000 views that we got on that, uh, showing us that the popularity of that particular feature. So that's a good choice. So we have one other, speaking of, you know, Captain Tofield, we certainly miss him. Um, Don, we lost another great fisherman this week. Keith Roberts passed away, um, known as Rambo. Fish the Grand Isle was a mainstay at Bridgeside and was a big supporter of the Wounded War Heroes. Uh, sorry to hear that. Uh, we say goodbye to Rambo in 2021. All right, uh, I got this uh, information in from one of our listeners, and this was a really unique idea, so I, I told him I'd pass it along, and I think he's listening. Uh, His name is Arthur, and here's what his email said. My circle of friends and family is shrinking due to deaths and uh, advancing health issues, so my fishing opportunities are decreasing. As a healthy but overweight, semi-retired 70-year-old, I have time to fish weekdays or weekends, but fewer and fewer to fish with. I thought there must be others in the same situation and started looking for a website, something like eHarmony, you know, or FarmersOnly.com. Mm-hmm. They've got those for everything. But for fishermen, 
and uh, he couldn't find such a thing. Now, maybe there is, and if one of our listeners knows of such a site, or a Facebook page, which probably is more likely, uh, please text us and let us know where it is so we can tell Arthur and others. If there isn't one, uh, would you be interested in starting one or hosting one or participating? We'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, He said he came up with the idea called Fish Buddy. An idea how uh, input from a promotion guru like me, he says, would add to my website. I would certainly be able to put that on my website. A meeting place, a place to go to talk to folks with similar problems. Talk, get to know each other a little, and then schedule a trip and become fishing buddies. And I've talked to other people who are faced with this same thing. They get to a stage in life where they've got a boat, they've got time, they're retired, but nobody to go with. They need some friends to go with. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't have boats, who don't have an opportunity to fish, would be happy to share bait and gas expenses with those people. And it's always good to have a buddy along instead of going by yourself, particularly when you get up in age. So anyway, he says that's uh, his thoughts. Uh, He don't know much else if it would work, but uh, we can ask out there and see what people say. So if you think it's a great idea like I do, let me know. Would you participate? Do you know of a site? Is there one already in existence? And there are several fishing sites that, you know, you could still put that same information on. I probably uh, follow uh, six or seven of them around the state and actually out of the state, too. All right, so that's uh, one thing to say. Let's go ahead and take our break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter. Start the year off down in Grand Isle, you say? Well, he can tell you where to go to find those fish. We're back with Captain Darrell Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don and Cherie Dubuque on this radio network. All right, we get our information for fishing Grand Isle, Leeville, Golden Meadow from Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. And, Darrell, i got to tell you now, I, I only let Cherie come on this morning if she promised not to talk lemonfish, okay? So she's not going to mention that you dropped a lemonfish in the dock and lost it forever. So she's not going to say a thing about it or I told her she couldn't be on the air. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Good she morning, and uh, happy 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seemed like that was a 2020 move, huh? That would have fit right in. Dow, tell us what's going on down that way, man, with the fishing. Man, Don, it's been such a it's been such a roller coaster this week. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the fish are just as confused as my sinuses are. Um, you know, it's all week, uh, middle of the week, temperatures down there in the 70s, and you know, fish trying to. Water came back up, fish trying to get back out on the flats, a few little shrimp here and there, you know, chasing them around. And then next thing you know, here comes the next Arctic blast that blows all the water out. Water temperature drops real low again, and, you know, they're in the, they're in the deep. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things that you've got to, you know, you kind of just got to be flexible and be ready to move. The side of the road did well this week. They caught a lot of trout on the side of the road. Uh, like I said, midweek, the, the wind switched, the water came back up, um, you know, so the fish kind of scattered out, and then here we are right back. I mean, you, you getting back to where it's going to be low, low tides. Now, right now, our tides are dropping, you know, high tides in the middle of the night, so our tides are dropping all day, and when it does, the water temperature is dropping during the, well, I say all day, it's dropping all morning. And the water temperature kind of gets low with the you know the nighttime cooling and the, and the cold water coming out of the marsh, but during the evenings the water's coming up a little bit. We got a good tide range going. It warms up some as that incoming Gulf water comes in. So I mean, man, if I had to right now, I would just tell you just 
all week long, it looks like it's going to be decent weather. We're supposed to get some good winds, some good five to ten mile an hour winds all week. I would say wait. You know, let the let the morning sun come up, let it heat it up. Don't leave it to crack of daylight, and you just got to kind of fish the water conditions. If that if that slack tide or that slack wind lets our tide come back up, those fish are going to be all up in the marsh and all the flats and so forth. If not, then they're going to be in the deeper holes. So it, it's going to. I think it's all week long. It's going to be something that you're just going to have to fish the weather conditions. Now, uh, how much? change is there in fish activity when the water temperature changes like that i mean you know it changes sometimes 10 15 degrees you know real quickly um and then when it comes back up but when you get these mild changes uh does it really affect them that much and should you change the techniques well typically with us in our area in the grand isle area the water temperature changes this time of the year also come with the water level changes because of when we get those higher tides that bring in that nice gulf water that water is typically a little bit warmer so it's you know i don't know if it's so much the water temperature that does it and or the you know the rising of the tide to where yes it will move those fish out of those deeper holes and put them up on shelves uh, think back to some of the trips that you and I run. You know, whenever whenever we had those days where we were rebounding from the from the cold fronts, we would oftentimes drift those longer you know those those longer canals opposing the wind, and you could tell as the water warmed up because the fish moved from out of the middle of the canal up onto the shelf over the drop off, and you know it, it changes their pattern. It just I think some of it's got to do with our water level since we're so close to the Gulf. Got it. Dale, anything else you want to add as far as uh, cautions or you know, maybe some tips for people that are going to be going down there? I mean, everything, you know, I think everything's kind of starting to open back up after the after the ones that took off the holidays. Don, the only thing we didn't talk about this week is, man, there, there was a couple of days that they got offshore again, and the, the Wahoo just continued to, to to just be off the charts ballistic. Uh so, I mean, the fish are there. It's always something, you know, it's a, it's a good way to go coastal distancing. And, and, you know, like I said, it's just be careful. Watch the low tides and the cold temps when they're out there these fronts. Dale, uh, were you familiar with the fisherman named Rambo that we got the message on passed away? Rambo, Rambo, Rambo. I know a, I know a couple Keith of Rambos. Robert. I don't know. Keith Roberts was his name. His nickname was no, Rambo. Okay. Didn't yeah, know him. Was, uh, Kind of a mainstay down around Bridgeside Marina. Thought you might have crossed paths with him. He did a lot of fishing for the wounded warriors, I understand. Uh, Don, I'm going to have to check and see if that's the guy. I'm... Anyway, no, I, I can't say that I'm familiar with it. All righty. Now, I'll tell people how to get you. Besides finding you on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, uh, they can find you and yours and give them the telephone number and any other way they can reach you. It's realscreamers.com or simply pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. You up in the mountains this week, huh? Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're up around the Smokies. I got a little bit of a trip here, but we always take the show with us wherever we go. Beautiful up there this time of the year. Yes, it is. We're looking forward to it. Thanks, Darrell. We'll catch up with you next week, my friend. Have a safe and happy week. Bye, Don. Bye, Sherry. Bye, Darrell. All right, uh, we, so we got some response to the, uh, the the fishing matchup, huh, for people who need fishing buddies. Yeah, we had one of our uh, fact checkers, a.k.a. Blake Rollins, my well, husband. We got a staff of hundreds <laughs> around here that just do all this work for us. Uh, and for Arthur, there actually is a website out there. 
It's findafishingbuddy.com. Um, and it basically is his idea in a website. The founder is identified as Chuck Christopher. And it talks about people who are looking for fishing buddies can go online there and try to hook up with people. So findafishingbuddy.com. Is it national or is it localized? Or do you, did you get a chance to look at it? I didn't. I'm going to have to look a little bit further. But I suspect, you know, now with things on the web, actually, you can use it from anywhere that you're located. So I hope that works out for Arthur and that he's able to find somebody and enjoy some fishing time with him. There you go, Arthur. Ask and you shall receive. You know, all you've got to do is check with this show. We'll figure out some kind of way. All right. We're going to ask you again. Tell us your favorite Bayou Wild episode from the past 100. I know it's a tough choice. You can do that by texting us at 504-260-1870. we got more fishing and hunting reports coming up. Ryan Lambert's down there in the Buris area. We also have Captain Eric Mohabarak for you paddlers. He's got a kayak fishing report. And Captain Mike Gallo has returned from a successful Mississippi deer hunt, and he's got fishing info, too. All that's coming up. On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome into our number two of the Outdoors show and what we've got going on this morning. Uh, daughter number one, Cherie, is here with me. We are in uh, Tennessee, undisclosed location near the Smoky Mountains. And here's what we got going on. we got text messages asking you to tell us what your favorite of the first 100 Bayou Wild episodes or features were. You can send that text. Tell us who you are, where you are, what you got going on. we got some more fishing reports to get to. But, Cherie, is that my imagination or those big chocolate chip walnut pecan cookies that Mr. Nick made staring at me? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there could be. I think only three or four survived the night, but they might be ready uh, to come and join you this morning, think, join us yeah. both on the radio show. <laughs> well, maybe for breakfast we'll get around to those. All right, so who are we hearing from this morning? we got a lot of action on our text board. Yeah, so um, we did... Uh, figure out that the Irish Coonass, our regular texter, okay. was one of the pers- the person who mentioned the Captain Tofield Memorial Show. Mm-hmm. Um, your waste management driver is listening this morning, oh, and um, nice. thanks you for being a customer. Well, but thank you great. for the great exactly. service I get. That's good. <laughs> um, and being a listener. And then I enjoyed the show that y'all had about the unique fisherman who runs the shrimp traps along the banks of the Mississippi River. There aren't many people who do that for a living, and that's a very interesting story, though, shrimp. That is Royley Foltz, Chef John Foltz, who contributes a lot of cooking features on the show. Uh, That's his brother, Uh, very different than John. And a lot of people don't realize the Mississippi River has shrimp in it. They are freshwater shrimp. They migrate from the north all the way down to the mouth of the river, turn around and go back up the Mississippi River. And we did a feature with him where you, you catch them in box traps along the banks in the, in the willow trees. And they're very good to eat. And he's not a commercial fisherman. But some people, I mean, if you could get them, you could sell them off the charts. But there's so few people doing that now that it's kind of become a recreational thing. And uh, he's really good at it. That was one of our features, really popular one, too. Yeah, and then we have um, Justin the Duck Guy. Yep. Um, from a listener who's going into work, Happy New Year. So thanks for all of those folks who are reporting into work. We well, didn't the ducks re- are safe this morning. He's yes. working. Okay. <laughs> now, um, me and the sisters didn't realize that you were so mainstream, but somebody said, Big Freed Alive on the dock, gar fishing. <laughs> um, and that's from Charlie and Pearl River. And so we did. We enjoyed that episode as well. And, again, we didn't realize that you were so mainstream. Yeah, I, uh, I get around in a lot of those celebrity circles like that. But Big Freed impressed me. Uh, Big Freed, for whatever you think about him or her, uh, has really got it going on as far as a business. Uh, very good business uh, person. 
And it was really a lot of fun to do that show with. It was really a hoot. And uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. We went to Deadly Dudley's dock where he's got those uh, those gigantic garfish <laughs> and freed, battled one on the dock. It's an interesting show and a very popular one, too. Thanks for that. Um, good morning. Waiting for Mr. John at the Abita Hunt Club. Feels like a good morning made a West Texas hunt just after Christmas. Great deer, beautiful country. And that's from Eric. Um, we have Cooter the Fisherman. He says he's new, so no favorites yet, but we'll be looking for him maybe at the end of 2021 to tell us what his favorite episode this year was. And then I'm almost a little hesitant to read this one because I have a feeling that I'm going to get a stare from across the table. But good morning, <laughs> Steve from Kansas City, Missouri, traveling to southwest Iowa to hunt pheasants today. May all the hunters and fishermen have a safe day, and he enjoys the show. So Blake and I are headed to Kansas another week, so for this week he's just going to have to hang tight for a little bit longer, and the pheasants are going to be safe for one more week up there. <laughs> that they will be in trouble. All right, I also got uh, a good friend Rick uh, up at the Old Six Club near Bogalusa. He said without a doubt one of his favorite shows was the Junior Hunters and Fishermen Awards, and that's very understandable. Because Seth was in on it. All right, what else are we hearing from? So the TV show would be the T-Man Bourgeois episode, but enjoyed them all. Also, thank you for mentioning Rambo. So that's our friend who told us a little earlier that we've lost one of our great fishermen, but also um, watches the Bayou Wild show. Um, 50 demographics considering volunteering with the Cajun Navy. 50s demographic. So maybe that's a, to our author, to author, oh, with regard okay. to how it is right. that he can, can can hook up with folks. And I did take a closer look at that web, mm-hmm. and they are represented across the entire United States. There were bait and tackle stores from Arkansas, Texas, mm-hmm. California, all the way up to New York. So I think that's going to be a good lead for author to go ahead and take a Mention look at that. Mention that side address again, because I know a lot of people are going to want it. It's findafishingbuddy, all one word, dot com. And there's lots of good resources as I was taking a look. It looks like they post various things, including, you know, um, tournaments that are happening out there, mm-hmm. um, local bait and tackle shops local to your area. So it looks like it's a very well-rounded. Now, they have some connections to Facebook and Twitter. I didn't follow those links, but it looks like you can join from that aspect as well. But you create a profile, join as a member, and get connected with other people who are interested well, in fishing. Well, I'll be regularly mentioning it on the show, which will build up the participation in Arthur's general area, because there may not be a lot of people in his geographic location that, that are participating, but that will increase with time, and I'll post it on, I'll get my webmistress, Kathy, to post that on. It'll be on my site uh, coming up next week. All right, we got a, a, a successful venison hunter, Mike Gallo, who's returning triumphantly from Mississippi with a stack of venison. But he's also got some fish to catch and some information for you. We're back with the Born on the Bayou guy right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don and Cherie Dubuque, Radio Network. Cherie, is that your era music? Is that is that from your era? That's a little before me. Before you? Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike Gallo is introduced by it, and Mike, congratulations. Uh, we understand you returned from Mississippi with some venison for the family. I did have a successful hunt up in Mississippi and harvested a nice day that will uh, we'll make some nice sausage here pretty soon. 
Very good. I do want to remind folks that your reports each week are brought to you by CETO. I'm sure Captain Chris has been busy during the Christmas season because it does make an excellent gift any time of the year because for $179 for a whole year, you get peace of mind. They'll bring you fuel, tow you in 24-7, jump start you if you've got electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back safely, trail do it. It's like having a AAA policy on the water. CETO.com or call Captain Chris personally, 504 504- 301-4545. Well, Mike, now that you're out of the hunting mode and getting back into the fishing mode, uh, give us some advice on what people should do with this crazy kind of weather we're having. You know, we, we, we had a, a little warm-up. Temperatures hit 80. Water temperatures came up into the 60s from the 50s. Likely to go back down again. Uh, fish are confused and probably a lot of fishermen. Help them out. <laughs> I tell you, that's an accurate portrayal of what's going on. Uh, earlier in the week, we had some low water conditions and some cold water, and that sort of confined the trout, and they were in the deeper waters of the Mississippi and the canals and Lakeshore and that type of areas, Gohegans. Uh, but midweek, like you said, the water started to rise, and it warmed up quite a bit. And everything sort of scattered. The most consistent fish that we caught all week long have been bass. Just Live shrimp, 18 to 24 inches under the popping cork, and you fish it close to the submerged grass line. And the bass have been, you could catch 30 or 40 a day up and down the intercoastal waterway. Occasionally, you're going to come across a redfish, which is a welcome, you know, to your box. Freshwater catfish, got some sheephead. The trout kind of scattered with the warmer temperatures, and they were a little bit difficult to find. But the bass have been the consistent catch all week long. Uh, the Pearl River, uh, if you stayed at some of the deeper holes in the Pearl River, catfish, you caught plenty of catfish. Uh, I had some boats go out, catch a dozen catfish, and some of them up to eight pounds. So that's been what's going on in the local area. and had some breeze that prevented us from going across Lake Bourne into the Biloxi Marsh. So the local area has produced pretty well with the bass and the freshwater catfish. There were some trout caught down by the Mr. Go, but it, it just wasn't consistent or any good numbers. You know, Mike, that bass fishing uh, population, kind of an explosion down in your area is really helpful because, you know, we're getting into that time of the year where trout is, is, is very difficult to find. February, weather's not real good. Even the redfish sometimes are, are ganged up in spots, and you really got to search for them. But those bass can really take a lot of cold temperature, and it's going to provide a lot of action during some of the off times for the saltwater species. Yeah, that's exactly correct. We had some children on board, and, they enjoy catching whatever, especially watching the court go down. So the bass sort of saved the day for us uh, on a couple of those trips during the week. And it's good table fare and uh, a lot of them. So uh, it, it's been a mainstay and uh, welcome for this time of year when the other species be- begin to be tough to find and catch. Mike, before you go, uh, you have been on several uh, of the Bayou Wild TV shows. Uh, if we had to ask you for a favorite feature or episode that you watch, what would you pick? Well, it would probably be a toss-up. Um, I might be a little biased, the, the, the show that Dutch and I did. Uh, obviously, Dutch and I uh, sort of linked together when it comes to fishing in the Biloxi Marsh. We enjoy each other's company. And also the tribute to Tofield. You know, he's such an icon for our industry and our state. So those two rank uh, pretty high for me uh, with the Bayou Wild episodes. 
You know, I think they rank up there with most of our viewers. And, you know, what you just told me kind of proves a theory that uh, Martha and Chris and I talked about and developed when we first formed the show. You know, fishing and hunting is great, how to, where to, action. But, you know, what we've been hearing from people as far as their favorite shows, it's the shows like the relationship between you and the grand old man of the marsh, Dutch Prager. It's saying goodbye to a guy like Tofield. It's watching Miss Louisiana catch her first frog. It's Big Frida fighting a garfish on a dock. It's it's people. It's things. It's not so much the sport itself, but it's what's surrounded with it. We call it, you know, sportsmanship, heritage, and adventure. And I, I think that proves it. Yeah, and you do such a good job of plan on doing that permanently. But to give you a start, you spend one or two trips with a fishing guide like yourself and you ask a lot of questions, you will learn more in those one or two trips than five or six years of the fishing trips you would go on your own. Yeah, that's exactly right, Don. We have, I would say, 10 or 12 times a year, someone will come with me and tell me they just moved here from a different area. They love to fish. They got a boat. And they knew that... um, Born with a guy would be a great head start, or maybe they had heard on your show that it would be, you know, get a lot of the learning curve ahead of you in starting what to do. And I don't have an issue with that at all, showing people where, when, and how. Uh, there's a there's a group of guys in my lodge right now that are going fishing in their own boat, and um, I sent him a pretty detailed text message, kind of what we talked about, the intercoastal waterway with log shrimp under a cork. And that bass was the the most consistent catch all week long. So I think that's where he's going to go, and that'll be what he tries to do. So you, you just want people to have success when they go fishing. And if he wants to go to the Biloxi Marsh and my boat's bigger than his, I'm sure he'll look me up when that time comes and we'll go catch redfish. Sounds good. Mike, uh, you can find you on my site, as always, uh, also at uh... – your website, aaofla.com. Give them the telephone number if they want to give you a call and get set up. Very simple. We are booking trips for 2021, and we're happy to be in 2021. But uh, you can reach me at 985-781-7811. And Cherie does like your theme song, by the way. <laughs> uh, we're not going to mention that. I can't believe she even knows that song as you <laughs> Yeah, well, the audience is the one that selected it, and I think they made a good choice. It fits you pretty well. Thanks again, Mike. Congratulations on the deer, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Dan. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures. All right, coming up next, if you like to jump in a kayak and paddle around or pedal around to catch a fish, we got the guy who can help you out. Captain Eric Mohabarak joins us up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, sure, you got to earn this big paycheck you get for doing this show. Give us a little sponsor read here for the Paddler's Report. Oh, the Paddler's Report with Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is presented by Massey's Outfitters with locations in Mid-City, New Orleans, Covington, and Baton Rouge, offering the best kayak fishing models from brands such as Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Visit their website at www.com masseyoutfitters.com or check them out on Facebook. And I've read this before because that's actually my correction there. (laughs) (laughs) 
wow. for a legible www.massyoutfitters.com. All right. Well, good job on it. Let's talk to Captain Eric, who is checking in with us. Eric, good morning. What's going on for the paddlers who got brand-new kayaks or accessories or paddles or new equipment for their kayak? What, what's, what's the hottest places to go? Wow, man. Um, good morning, y'all. How are y'all doing? Happy New Year. Um, they, uh, they've been doing pretty good, you know, the fishing. Uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of give a tip. I know I, know I sent you the information early, but I kind of wanted to give a tip out there because I was reading over some of the uh, Facebook pages and websites and stuff, and it seems as if a few people are having trouble. Maybe we could give them a little tip on how to change that. Um, something uh, that I've, I've noticed, you know, they go, people are going out, maybe when, when the conditions aren't the best. And sometimes you have to go when you have to go, and I understand that. But something that could really change your trip is just a little bag of shrimp. You know, um, what I do personally is I'll cut it up in three and four pieces and put a little tip on a, on a piece of plastic or a gulp or something like that or fish it under a cork. Because, you know, if you're not catching the fish, you know, using the artificials, you know, you might be able to save a trip. And, yes, it may not be speckled trout you're catching, but you may pick up a redfish, a drumfish, or a sheephead. You know, but it may save you a trip and be able to take home some good fish. Um, something else is uh, kind of watch the weather. These fronts are blowing through. Um, I always recommend, if, if possible, you know, not everybody can do this, but always try and go on the third day after the front. You know, the winds are going to start laying down. Things are going get, to start getting prettier. You know, the water's going to clean up and stuff from getting blown out and everything like that. And that's kind of like my tip for the week this week on that. Uh, as far as fishing goes, um, like a few of the other guides have said on, on, you, on your show here, the bass fishing has been just absolutely incredible down there in Chalmette out there in Hopedale and stuff like that, Moravis. Um you know, uh, in Hopedale, they've been catching them in the spoil canal and the ponds off of there. Uh, also, they've been doing some damage on the bay snappers at that rock dam down there, you know, just using shrimp on the bottom, basically, you know, uh, bottom rig. Uh, and that's another thing that you can do, man, if you ain't catching them, go by the rocks up, some pylons and something. You can pick up them sheephead this time of year. You know, it's a good time to do that. Uh, also, the, the Leeville area. You know, we got that uh, minimalist challenge coming up with the with the Bayou Coast Kayak Club, uh, and that, that's one of the areas that they're going to be fishing. Uh, it's been having some mixed reports. They've been doing good, some folks, and some folks folks have been getting skunked. So it's kind of hit or miss, you know, uh, in that area. I find, but uh, overall, it's it's been decent down that way, from my understanding. Um, and then uh, we got a uh, well this week uh, I, I didn't get to go with them and it kind of made me sick because I knew they were going to kill it. But uh, Chris Weaver and, and Bill they went out and went out and caught caught forty five redfish right there behind the high school again. It, it's been really good. Nick, the conditions there was kind of different. The, the water had blown out in the mud. You know, it was just in the ponds, you just mud flats. But uh, the fish wasn't actually in the throats of the of the, the the little cuts and stuff going into the ponds. They were off the, a dis a little bit of distance, like twenty feet from that area. But the water was really clear, and uh, they were picking them up on the on the on the gulfs, just uh, tight lining them on the bottom, and they whacked them. Man, forty five redfish. That's an incredible trip for two guys kayaking. They kept their limit of ten and played catch and release. I guess a bunch of you know rest of the time. And then uh, this is something we need to get you out there, dude, Don, because uh, we were talking, you know, you were talking about your, your shows and stuff and what's, what's some of the best ones. Of course, I think Tofield's show is incredible. Um, you know, you can't beat be, be that. 
Uh, but I did enjoy. I think the one. And how about if I say one of the funnest trips that I've personally done with you? Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what I'm going to say, Don. Mississippi River catfishing. Yeah, that was a good time. You know, we had a good time. All of us, Martha and Robin and Chris and everybody were out there. And, and two, two Chris's were out there. One you seen and one you didn't. He was behind the camera uh-huh. doing his, his beautiful work he usually does. But, yeah, um, we got to go out in the lake and do that because uh, that's really a short paddle, too. And we ain't got to drag up and down a levee, you know. Because I am getting a little bit older here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, those catfish are only in Lake Pontchartrain for a limited time, and then they head back up into the freshwater rivers when the water gets salty again. So it's a good time to do that. Yeah, usually that ends like at the beginning of March, maybe to the middle of March is when they start leaving the lake. You know, and uh, it's pretty interesting when you clean those fish; they are full of them little bitty bitty clams. So I don't know why they eat those, but uh, they, they're eating them. And their bellies are full of clams, and uh, I didn't think they could digest through the shell, but they must, you know. Uh, but that's a good trip, and that's something easy for kids, too. And, look, if, you know, you ain't got a kayak, you ain't got a boat, go get some shrimp or pieces of uh, fish. The fish work better. Any kind of fish you can get your hands on. Um, just little chunks of fish on the bottom, and, you know, you can take the kids out by the, by the lake, the fishing piers right now, and, man, catch, your, you know, catch a couple of catfish, go home and fry them up. The kids would love it. You know, and then uh, myself, when I've been able to get out there, I've been having a busy week this week. I've been uh, doing pretty good on the speckle trout, but we're not going to give up that location. We've got to keep some things a secret. You know? <laughs> I don't uh, blame you one bit, Eric. Eric, if you <laughs> yeah. would, you know, we've been talking about hiring guides uh, for newcomers to learn fishing areas, fishing techniques. You can learn so much on one trip with a guide as opposed to going out on your own. And you do that with kayaks. If somebody wants to get in on a kayak trip, they're new to kayak fishing, maybe, you know, stepping out of the, the bay boat and getting into kayak fishing and they want to learn all the ropes about it you've been you're a seasoned guy at doing it tell them how to get in touch with you and you can make a trip with you yeah sure well actually a lot of folks do that um it's really easy don either you know through your website don to be got to his guy or uh you know you just call me on the phone 504-313-8292 i'm also on instagram the louisiana kayak company uh i'm also on facebook the louisiana kayak company and uh you know, that's that's the best way you can get in touch with me. Well, let's hope uh, 2021 is going to allow all those kayak tournaments to maybe be in person instead of the, you know, catch photo and release only. Those are fun, too, but, you know, it's always good to have a little camaraderie at the end of a fishing contest, too. Yeah, that's when I'm going to start getting back into it. I think it's when everybody, you know, everything gets back to normal and we get to fishing regular, regular old good old fishing tournaments, you know. And you got it. Catch photo and release, man. I'm ready. Okay, bud. We'll go get them catfish. Thanks for the report. We appreciate it. All right, Don. Y'all have a great one and happy new year again. Same to you. All right, there he goes, paddling off into the sunrise, Captain Eric Mohabarak. All right, we come back. It's everybody's favorite, Cherie, uh, the bad boy of the outdoors. The first one of 2021 is up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's our first bad boy feature for the year 2021, but I promise you it won't be the last, Cherie. I could have used you, as I said earlier last week. We uh, had the audience vote on the baddest of the bad. It's a tradition, the last show of the year. that We let them pick whoever they think was the, the biggest violator. And you might want to recap for people who missed it. Who won the award this year? It was yeah. a landslide, too. So there were four nominees for the baddest of the bad. 
and our winner was, or I'm not so sure if winner's an appropriate <laughs> term, exactly, um, was titled Case of the Threat to Wildlife Killer, part of a killing illegal killing team, which included a juvenile. Daniel Smith was charged, among other violations, with night hunting with illegal weapons from a moving vehicle on a public road out of season, illegally killing a protected bald eagle, a hawk, turkeys, and four deer, plus criminal mischief and facing fines and restitution of $116,999,000 in a year in federal prison. 18-year-old Daniel Smith was from Homer, Louisiana, and he was our 2020 baddest of the bad. He earned it. He certainly did. And, uh, you know, uh, some of the listeners said that he they know of him and that he's got connections and that he may get out of it. So it certainly uh, bears some watching, and I'm relying on those people to keep me posted on what the judge's official sentencing is. All right, right after this 10-second uh, station ID, we're back with this week's and the first of 2021's Bad Boy of the Outdoors. Dateline St. Charles Parish, December 10th, 2020. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents got an anonymous complaint about an illegal deer harvest near the Paradis Canal and Louisiana Highway 306. When encountered processing a deer at his residence, Andre Granier admitted to the agent that he killed an eight-point on a private hunting lease and used another hunter's antlered tag. The agent also learned that Granier failed to possess hunting licenses or tags required to hunt deer. If convicted, and I would be surprised if he isn't since he admitted his guilt, maximum criminal fines and restitution in the amount of $2,983 and up to 90 days in jail await 42-year-old Andre Granier of Desalmonds, Louisiana, this week's in the first of 2021 Bad Boy of the Outdoors. Compared to last, uh, the last, the bad boy of the year, he's a piker, you know, almost three grand. The other's $117,000 he's facing. So we'll see how all that turns out. All right, right after this timeout, we're coming back with Captain Ryan Lambert, see if he's in the duck blind or in the fishing boat down in Plaquemines Parish with a report for you right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Plastic Man, Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Ryan, what's up this morning down in Buras? Oh, not too much. Uh, Cody and Joe out hunting. Uh, we, I stayed home and celebrated my birthday last night with the girls, and I'll go back down today and get back with it. Well, happy 39th birthday. Glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like my 20th anniversary of that. <laughs> Actually, more than that, 20, 24th anniversary of my 39th birthday. <laughs> Well, you yeah, think but, those uh, guys have have some water and ducks down there? Yeah, yeah. It's um, this week will be okay. Next week will be absolutely terrible. From the seventh to the fifteenth, we're going to go negative one point two, which is <laughs> if you can't get the blind at negative point five, negative one point two is going to be terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll we'll look at that. And you know, I didn't book it because of that. But if I get some north winds or northeast winds on on those days, I'm going to hunt anyhow, just for fun. But you know, there's no sense in trying trying to force something like that. But the fishing's still good, so we're still fishing in those times. So even the negative tides, you know, all it does is push fish into holes and makes them easier to to get after. So yeah, that'll be easy. And then when the tide comes up in the evening, 
right right at the high tide point. The trout are biting really good too. Some nice trout. So I'll be doing that as well. We and still stay busy. We got to adjust. Yeah. Did you make the hunt down to Mexico? Uh, I made one, and I'm going to go back February 7th. I'm going to go back for one last hurrah there. There's still a lot of quail. There'll be some ducks, and a lot of white uh, morning doves will be down, too. So anybody want to come? <laughs> I'm going February 7th for three days. So uh, it'll be a, a fun trip, one last hurrah, and then after that we'll be shooting cage birds somewhere like Crane Creek. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. We still well, got to get our fill of it. Yeah, the river's yeah. still down. So I think this, if the river stays like this, we'll have a great trout spring. You know, and, and that, that February and March, that's going to be good on, on trout in the evening and, and still tons of redfish. So, you know, we still, we're still we going to keep going right along. And then, you know, come April, everything will lighten up. April 1st, the trout will come out the marsh. And, and the, the redfish are always around. So, you know, you'll get those big migrations of big trout there in the mid-April to late April, so I want to do that as well. So, you know, I, there's no rest for the weary, buddy. You, there's a lot of stuff when you got dominion over so much wildlife and birds and stuff. Well, we had a group of our regular listeners headed down there to turn the beagles loose on the rabbits down in Venice. Have you gotten any good rabbit reports down there? I know it's usually really good down there. No, I haven't heard anything. They usually start that full speed after duck season. You know, I see the guys on the side of the road, but I haven't seen the ones down down the river nobody's you know i hadn't heard anything at all i need to get out the boat go look around around me to see what what's there there's a lot of coyotes around so you know they take they can't get them all but i'll go look around and see it'd be nice to do a good rabbit hunt as well yeah well you know i got uh daughter number one with me here on the air this morning sheree and uh, if she only knew how many times you and i uh, talked about the joys of raising all girls and their family you know you've got Three, and i got three, and uh, there's so many similarities, you know? You know, it, it, it really is. It's, it's you know, I, it's the only hole I have in my life is I didn't have a boy, but I got 12 sons at the lodge, and I don't know if I want <laughs> one first. <laughs> yeah, I understand. There's something about going hunting and fishing with girls. They just enjoy it so much because I guess their time doing it is, is less than guys or it's not expected. I don't know what the deal is, but it's so enjoyable to hunt with girls and fish with girls. I mean, I don't know, fly fishing, stuff that, that normally is a guy deal. I I just love doing it when the girls come. I mean, they just enjoy it so much better. Yeah, they have a, a totally... Weird. They have a totally different attitude, with the exception of a couple that you and I know. They, they don't. They're not as competitive. They don't get mad if they don't get anything. They're just out there enjoying it. They are a pleasure. You, you know what? Too, they don't mind just breaking down and crying when they get something <laughs> like a, or, or yelling and screaming, jumping up and down. I guess guys like I ain't doing that. that I'm not. You know? I, I think they show the emotions of it a lot more than guys do. Yeah, I never knew there was crying and hunting and fishing until we started taking more girls out. That's for sure. Oh yeah, well, you know, you know, the only time I've ever seen it other than that is when you get somebody in their 80s that thought they could never hunt again. And you know, as you know, the way we hunt, you can do it no matter how old you are. That's true. They'll get out there and see those ducks coming, and uh, they'll get tears in their eyes thinking that they never see that again. So that's that's pretty rewarding. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, tell people if they want to make that Mexico trip or get down there and get in on some of the springtime fishing or cash in if there's some late-season duck hunting days, uh, well, how do they get you? 
Uh, go to CajunFishingAdventures.com. Or you, if you want to just check out the lodge and operation, and if they would like to go to Mexico with us, you know, you call me on my cell phone at 504-559-5111, and we're going to go shoot some stuff up. All right, from one Capricorn to another, happy birthday, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right, Captain Ryan Lambert. We call him the plastic. You know how we call him Plastic Man, Shree, don't you? Isn't he a fanatic of the plastic lore? <laughs> he just doesn't like shrimp on his hands. You know, uh. he's a, there's no, no time for that. <laughs> he uses plastic. All right, when we come back after this, we're going to wrap it up. You know, the good thing about doing the show here in the Eastern Time Zone, we got to sleep an hour later than normal, you know? Yeah, we actually we did, which wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back to close it out for you on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Well, sure, I see we got some good news on our text board. Uh, RG says, uh, last few hunts, he's seen five turkey hens up on Bayou Lacombe, north of I-12. They hope they're making a comeback. That was one of the areas that, uh, you know, compromised habitat has caused the demise of the turkey. But there's plenty of places in Louisiana where we have some really strong, healthy populations of turkey. So where's your next adventure? Kansas. Back to Kansas. Back huh? to Irish Creek Outfitters to visit with Steve and do a, two more, a few more days of hunting. Quail hunting is what we plan on doing while we're up there with the dogs, getting them ready for their uh, hunt test. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. So how do dogs come along? Well, you know, Briley, um, very much like Smokey, has a few years on him, mm-hmm. um, very experienced, doing really well. And then the pups, well, you know, Dixie and Chance, what can you say? They're pups right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, have you got that trainer, uh, Blake, in line yet? Have you gotten him in the shape yet, or is he still working on it? He's actually my toughest challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. Well, good luck to you, and uh, hopefully we'll win. We can just get you back on the radio probably next holiday season or maybe during the summer or crawfish season or something like that. Well, yeah, I think we want to make a trip to Crawfish Haven and do a little uh, bit of frogging on, and crawfish catching ourselves. And so what we'll do is, is when we decide to make that trip, we'll join in the radio show. Um, and, of course, we can always tune in from South Texas down there. Well, you're going to be on an upcoming Bayou Wild episode because we haven't uh, aired the new Cajun invasion to South Dakota that we did this week. Yes, yes. And um, it was a fantastic trip. Glad Lots to have of birds. Yeah. Ooh. And glad to have Martha and Chris. So although you guys went last year, we didn't make last year's trip. So this mm-hmm. year, the whole group of us was there together. So it was great to have Martha out there, enjoyed hunting with her. And, and the young lady that uh, got some legislation changed up there with regard to Absolutely. Hunting. And her mom. And we, her had mom. A, we, we had a large female team that was up there this year, unlike many, many other years, although I keep reminding folks that there's a whole lot more to do um, than just hunting. It is a bit of a social event, if you like that sort of thing for upland bird hunting and of course the scenery and photography that you can do while you're there mm. is absolutely amazing and quite honestly in kansas as well well uh, and of course we got a new hunter joining ranks janice she's uh, coming along really good yeah as a matter of fact that's what i tell folks i'm extremely impressed with janice somebody who's grown up in the new orleans area in the banking business and i'll tell you what she's out there with the rest of us Walking the long miles, uh, taking shots at the birds, and successful and shooting at the birds. she hasn't cried yet. I haven't seen <laughs> tears yet, but I don't think we will. All right, I want to say hello to a lot of our listeners checking in. Uh, Frankie Dunwall, call him the king of the Tickfall River. He's a great Sokolay fisherman. Uh, we also heard from uh, our good friend Mark up in Baton Rouge, one of our longest-time listeners. He says it was hard to pick a favorite show, but he likes all the ones with the bird dogs and fishing the, the white perch in the Sokolay. Uh, David Hubble, Alabama guy. He's checking in this morning. Uh, 
Uh, of course, Kathy Fontenelle, uh, wow, well, she and I go back to grammar school together. Monique, uh, who saved my rotator cuff shoulder so I can still cast and shoot a shotgun. Thank you for listening, Monique. And all the rest of you, too many to mention. Roland Cortez uh, up in Stuttgart, Arkansas, knocking out those speckle bellies. we got a feature of that coming up on Bayou Wild, too. So from here, we go to Smokies, and then you're back to uh, the, the, the metropolis of Woodsboro, Texas, and then to Kansas. Huh? Yes, that's the plan. Well, we hope to get to see you a lot more and hear you more on the radio. You do a great job. We appreciate you, Sheree. Well, I always enjoy being here. Um, that's my lesser-known fun fact is that I'm a co-host of a radio <laughs> show during the holiday season and wouldn't miss it for anything. A Sheree fun fact. Let's go get them chocolate chip cookies. We'll see you all next week on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.